Hi guys. Um, I'm just doing a voice message because I know Jamie particularly always talks about how it's a bit more personable and um, I'm a bit awkward so apologies in advance for being, I don't know, awkward. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to do this in one take though otherwise I'll just nitpick and not get it done. Basically I'm reaching out to be another one of the people that just thanks you for everything you bring into the world. Um, but for me, um, about three months ago I put everything in a backpack and decided to just walk the length of my country which is New Zealand, and I've listened to Mystical Cynical, um, like, throughout this whole journey, um, and I feel like you guys have walked with me, and I know you don't know me, and so this might not weigh as much significance for you, but, well, you might not even listen to this, but, um, I'm, like, choking up, because... I feel like doing this by myself, um, there's been days I haven't seen anyone and having you guys to listen to, you've really felt like friends um, and I just want to thank you for everything you give to this world and um, for merging your minds <laughs> for us to listen to. Uh, anyway, I get to the bottom of my country today, so I will have finished my walk, and um, I couldn't finish without, I don't know, saying something to thank you for getting me up hills when, like, there was days where I just could not be asked. And I had a mountain in front of me and I would just sit down, have a muesli bar, put you guys on my headphones and I felt like I was walking with friends and um, just the way you merge two parts of myself, the mystic and the cynic, so beautifully and authentically. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't put it into words but thank you for doing this with me and I'm yeah, very grateful. Hello and welcome to Mystical Cynical. My name is Darren. There he is. I'm Jamie. Hi. Okay, that's more like it. That's how you came in. It's <laughs> exactly how I feel. Um, I did a bunch of drugs yesterday, and uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling very well. Yeah. But I also wasn't feeling well when I was doing the drugs, so it's just kind of par for the course. I wasn't feeling well before the drugs, <laughs> during the drugs, <laughs> and now after the drugs. <laughs> so they're working. Oh, man, I tell you what. I think that um, I think drugs are bad. It should be. Made illegal. <laughs> I'm just going to lay right here. What do you mean, like aspirin? <laughs> no, I could actually use some aspirin right now because I'm on day two of not having caffeine. Um, oh, wow. Trying to, like, eliminate things that I think might be disrupting me. And it's, of course, I picked the things that bring me joy in life, which is, like, kind of seems, you know, antithetical to feeling better to take the things away that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where I'm at with, like, how to be better, how to feel more enlivened. Um, well, what I mean about the drugs working is that yesterday and I was around you and I was with you and I, I, I had some subtle joinings, <laughs> not as pronounced joinings, but. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God, dude, this Matt, this. Dude, this that thing. happened by accident. Yep. His yep. cord just <laughs> hit the boo button after I said that I joined. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was somebody outside for a second. <laughs> so I did a microdose, and I'm sitting with Darren, and Darren's basically saying that that you were saying that that 
now the psychedelic search is sort of like you've scraped the bottom of the barrel of what you can is what your take was in it. You were going, I don't know that this can do what I'm wanting it to do now. I'm, it's still a reach for the external. And yeah. you're in that, and that assessment of it makes me feel like the drugs are working because they're showing you potentially that 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 this isn't the vehicle for it. Well, that's really worrisome because I do love drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but it is pretty wild to think that, you know, the past uh, two times I did ayahuasca, it didn't work. And yeah. Then, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to write it off entirely. I'm still right. going to, you know attempt at it but um to to go to it as something that's like a wholly complete uh guaranteed package of like of healing or betterment yeah it's probably not the case i think it facilitates the opportunity to get get better um but also you should try and obtain that sans drugs you know yeah. like yeah so well in what ways do you feel that are available to you that point towards that. Well, you know what's wild is that I'm the reason for the the abstaining from uh, caffeine and, and gluten to some degree is I'm in the past few weeks I've just been in this really debilitating brain fog where I'm like just million mile stare, mm. like fucking like like somebody needs to come over and just like smack like smack me in the face or give me some Epsom salts or something to like kind of wake me up wow. so i'm left in these very like kind of catatonic states and that so you wake up from when somebody says something no i mean there's no one around to say anything I'm, oh okay no, it's just like <laughs> just in between you know if i'm at home and like i'll kind of just be being i'm i'm in that like oh fuck like i feel trapped like a like a waking, uh, it's going to sound really dramatic, but like a waking nightmare where like, you know that they made a documentary about it, people who have like sleep paralysis where uh -huh. they like, they're like, oh, they think that they're awake, but they're having nightmares and there's often like figures in the room, but oh, they're like wow. frozen in their bed. Terrifying. Wow. Not obviously to that degree, but to that degree of like, I can't fucking focus. I feel like there's something, um, that's why I feel like there's something like kind of biologically wrong with me, which may not, may or may not be the case, but just before I came over, I was in that, like I took a, a longer than usual nap because I'm just like, I'm fucking tired. I'm going to nap. And I woke up. So I had about 20 minutes to kill. And I'm just sat on my fucking couch and that day's thing. And I go, why don't I just close my eyes and meditate? So I did. And so like, I think it's probably pushing me more towards stillness and not that, oh, you should be, you should be doing something instead of just like that kind of idea of, of just being still. And if you mm. close your eyes, you can have a, a deeper experience than you being your eyes open and being like feeling guilty for like, why can't I fucking move right now? I'm so yeah stuck. Yeah. You're you're so what we're doing mostly is we call that boredom mm -hmm. and then we're trying so desperately to manufacture something to do that we're not utilizing what you got out of the stillness by just being with it and not being anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's, that's sort of the genuineness of, of meditation is when, uh, you know, lately, um, you know, you and I were talking uh, uh, in our last podcast that got deleted. That is the uh, sacrificial offering to <laughs> having uh, done so many podcasts that we had to sacrifice at least one. Now you know I'm what I mean? worried about this cord tangling here that I don't want to fuck it all up. No, that cord's fine. I've got the one, the aggregate over here. Yeah. Continue. So the notion of uh, hope. I tangle it more. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the whole thing playing out. This is what in our attempt to disentangle ourselves, we entangle ourselves more. <laughs> oh man, this cord is on one today, <laughs> and you want to fix it? I oh, we, the cord just set so off short. The cord just set off uh, the car crash. Sound. I want to lay down where <laughs> Billy is right now, but I know she won't want me to lay on top of her. Yeah. But let's it won't see. be sustainable, but it's... Uh, don't okay. worry. Well, I'll just good. lay back right here. This is fine. Okay, perfect. Um, sorry, you were saying... So hope. Yeah. You know, and and so the idea of hopelessness, um, the, the, I said to you the other day, uh, a quote I came up with, like, of just uh, hope is worry in disguise mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is when we're hoping for something we don't believe enough 
in what's going on in the goodness of the sustaining moment that we're mm-hmm. in. We don't believe enough in that in our, we don't have enough security in ourselves that that hope is, is sort of a, uh, um, a, a brightly dressed um, worry figure. It's yeah, just, it's know, a hopeful worry. It's the same. It's a flip. It's the you know other side of the coin of the yeah, same for thing, sure. You know for sure. And so, so Jogim Trumpa through uh, teaching this crazy wisdom method, which you know, saying teaching it is even kind of like you know ri- ridiculous. Um, but it's he's like you have to give up hope, and 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 all the students are asking him like. Well, but but well, what about this? And he's like, no, complete and utter hopelessness mm-hmm. is the only way to attain crazy wisdom. Because in that space, and what crazy wisdom is, is basically like, you know, a synchronicity is crazy wisdom. It's something that defies the rational, right? You know, to bring right. about a, um, you know, um, a result that's beneficial. Yeah. And uh, so the idea of abandoning hope is. Uh, is not going to be a popular concept, mm-hmm. right? But it's something that I wanted to practice with. And so in meditation, uh, it's kind of like really intense, but I would, with every breath, I would, uh, while I was in the about to take in a breath position, I, I would anticipate not being able to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'd give up hope that another breath would come. That would be the practice between breaths. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I can't exhale here? You know, just giving up the hope of exhaling and working with it over and over again. And it's not a, it's not, it doesn't provide um, the kind of ground that we're used to. But you may be touching into that without context, you know, and these pursuits that you've, done and you've you're you're you seem to be you know uh trying the going somewhere like going on a vacation going on a trip you know uh doing something adventurous uh you know rock climbing the other day you know uh of course all the psychedelic adventures you know and what you keep finding is something that may be some kind of answer that just doesn't have the context to understand Mm mm-hmm and it feels unfamiliar and we're trying to search for meaning and all these other things when really the meaning is just like, really this is what it's all about is like you spending your time creating the meaning that you want to have in your life. Yeah. It's fucking miserable. (laughs) (laughs) I I do really appreciate you interpreting what I feel like is a, you know, a, a particularly dull point in my life as something that is, you know, it's like you like you don't know. You don't know what it's going to lead to, and so this could be the precursor for something huge, or it could be nothing. And so there's no point in really like worrying or hoping for either one of them. It just yeah. is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm very very accepting of that, and obviously, yeah. like I want to, I'm not succumbing to what I feel like is a certain amount of sadness in a way that would become detrimental to my livelihood or to my to my family or anything yeah. that's like. It's just a, a, a deep awareness of where I'm at and also just like an acceptance of just yeah. like, oh shit, this is, this is this time right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. I have to tell you that, you know, what happens to me when I look at you and I hear you in any way sort of like, um, be in the question of why it's like this, mm-hmm. you know, in all, like, it's not a pronounced why, but it's really what's underneath it is like, why? Right. You know, I, I can't help, but like assess your life from an outside perspective and see just what even the last year has been like in your life, you know, and then collectively what the last couple of years have been like in all of our lives. Right. And, that largely without assistance, how far you've come to be able to even be in this freedom to ask these questions. Like mm-hmm. you, you've done all this on your own. I mean, no, not on your own. You had a partnership and, a, you know, and of course, like, you know, uh, but you guiding your mental state forward 
as a response from where you've come from, no one's been watching and coaching that. And you've had to move that along on your own and take the suggestions and all that, you know, thank you for that. So what you're in now may be difficult to understand because I think it's so many things and just getting to the nature of like grief and sadness and, uh, and appreciation at the same time for how you, you're still here and you made it through all this. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of mixed reality that you're in. Yes. Yeah. Is like telling the story accurately. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. For sure. And I think there would be any kind of like, uh, there would be some naivete around uh, not being able to fully appreciate the gravity of just of what my life is and has been through. And a lot of the things that I think my kind of maladaptive superpowers of, uh, pushing things away or, or not considering things fully. Like, I mean, I think about how I haven't really truly processed the death of my dad. Right. I mean, like that shit alone, is that alone, it is such a big thing. And I, yeah. I touch on it every now and then I go, I got I feel like there's gotta be more there. There's yeah. gotta be more. And I'm going home in a couple of weeks, which we were talking about last night and yeah. going home for my birthday and I'll be staying at my, the house that, you know, there's a lot of, hard memories and you know my mom's kind of changed it a bit and so i think it'll be to a certain degree uh, um, different but it's like almost you know it's a paint it's a veneer over painting over some pretty oh, heavy sure. shit and, you know it's like <laughs> yeah. that paint the paint is still wet to yeah the touch, you know type of thing so, yeah yeah so yeah that's that's all really interesting and i you know what i was just thinking as you were talking about i was thinking um kind of about like uh, monastic practices and, and that kind of when I sent you those videos of that 109-year-old Thai uh, uh, monk yeah. and thinking about these people who choose a monastic life. Yeah. And I thought about that the last time we talked, but just in regards to this conversation, I feel like uh, if I didn't have Delu, I think I would go and pursue, not a, maybe a, a monastic life, but I would go to somewhere like an ashram or something like that. Like I feel like I could get into some deep like practice yeah really really could i had the same feeling yeah and and as a father at the same age that my children my uh, at the time they were daily's age they're both of them were on the planet and they were four and one or something and i had the same feeling and what it led to which is what i'm in now is monastic living in the modern Mm. day like i call it mdma Modern day, modern day mystics association (laughs) (laughs) or, or a modern day monastic association, Yeah, you know, and it is our life and it is this, it revolves around a monastery and that is this home. Mm. Her and I both work out of it. Um, she, uh, we both support each other uh, through it to help each other, uh, reach the goals of the day, which is working with others. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just very simply revolves around this. There's a dog walk and then there's people who come, but they come virtually through Zoom. Yeah. And they bring donations for information and for space. Uh, They bring donations to keep this monastic life. Mm. Very simple. And as you know, very uh, humble and we're not rich Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like... Couldn't even go out to dinner last night. I didn't want to tell you (laughs) because I knew you were offering, but I still, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that's the way things are. But it's all sustained. The activity sustained and it's prayer, meditation, and conscious living while, you know, like in monasteries, people come and they sit with the teacher or something like that. And they'll, you know, and and in every case, when I go to see my teacher, I bring an offering. It's very much like that. And, Mm -hmm. And you could do really well in that scenario, which is basically what you're doing. It is what you're doing already. You know, it's just that you have, uh, let's just say a lot of the, a lot of the modern aspects of life are pretty pronounced for you. You Mm -hmm. have a a bustling business that is your art at the same time and Mm -hmm. a shared custody and, you know, um, so it, it the the lack of context once again for right. this situation is like you're living your life really closely to as monastic as you can be without some of these other trappings that do I imagine take up so much of your mind yeah. running the business all that yeah Delu and you know but you're doing it you know and I think that the idea of having an enlightened society as any possibility 
is us all not running off to monasteries, but doing it here. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I thought about that in, in regards to the kind of the greater context of, of monasticism and seeing, thinking about how these, uh, it's men, right? Like women aren't monks, is that right? <laughs> um, oh, I, I guess. I, you know what? I think that women can be monks or nuns, but I, oh, okay. but I, I, I don't know. You're right. It's, yeah. it feels not right, but, uh, yeah. but of course, you know, I would just say anyone who's living a monastic life is a monk. Right. But I was thinking about that, you know, in regards to the, the, the sections of populations in various cultures who have decided to take that path. Yeah. I wonder in kind of just in more, just kind of like an amusing, uh, in musing context of like, what is it that, uh, pulls those certain people? And then the rest, like, why isn't it there? Like, could there be everyone becomes a monk, but then like, that doesn't make sense. Cause then a society doesn't yeah. function. And is there only really whoever the greater, decider is is like we choose these people to come and live this kind of holy life while the rest go work in factories and right you know like it's interesting that that it is just a kind of a you know always a slice of of people yeah and it's it's you know this modern day monasticism that we're talking about you know i think that everyone that i that i work with in within lita uh you know they are people who work in factories and and who are florists and who are you know, uh, hospice workers and, you know, and then people who work in coffee shops and coffee roasters and, you know, and all of them are bringing that sort of monastic practice to their workplaces or attempting to, and you can be the only representative of the divine or something beyond like what you've experienced in your childhood. You could be the representative of that and influence kind of, I think that's how it needs to go is sort of the I always use the reference of the pie on the windowsill, like being that for each other rather than forcing it or selling it, sort of just being the example. Yeah. You know, I think like right now too, like with parenting, you know, there's all the pressures of, uh, you know, at least for, um, for our children, you know, there's the, the pressures of, uh, beauty, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and sexuality and, you know, and, uh, and knowing um, where you fall on, like, who you love and who you're attracted to, you know. And uh, all of those pressures are going on. And I feel like the only chance that we have is creating stability in the home so that whenever they walk, go out into the world, as confusing as it be, as it will be, and kind of as as caught up in it as they will be, they know that at home there is love and support anywhere they look. So they're not going to be looking for that in all of the euphoria kind of trappings mm-hmm. or whatever. I haven't even watched the show, but I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> and that's why I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I need to see that. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so it's this thing of like what you do on your own, all this research that you're doing, all this practice, the jogs, the introspection, you do work on yourself when you just don't know that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I could, I can account for that. You well, know, at least, but at least somebody notices that. <laughs> yeah. If not me. Who. Well, it takes one to know one. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that our lives, the differences at the moment are that you're raising a small child. Mm-hmm. You're in those years that are difficult. Yeah. And you're going through it uh, in a dissolved partnership of sorts. And that is very complex on top of having your father die and and still trying to figure out really what love is. Yeah, for sure. Life. For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It does feel like a lot of this is just par, par for the course. And, and I'm kind of, I had a uh, coffee with a friend this morning and um, i had herbal tea for the first time in my entire life <laughs> god I bless ordered you. an herbal tea and was so like out of my fucking yeah. realm there you used to really get nice. called names for that oh yeah <laughs> being a man back um, in the 80s <laughs> yeah. uh but i you know i hadn't seen him in a while and i was trying to catch up and trying to sell sell it in this kind of you know uh, uh concise package of where i'm at and it's you know there's so much nuance and and kind of just tendrils to it but it's just like you know how's how are things going and i'm like not that great like and Mm -hmm. being really you know blunt about it and Mm -hmm. and explaining the kind of the uh what i feel like i'm seeking but then when i really deeply consider it i'm like well that's that there's no way that that could be the answer like this idea of of a a partner or a dog or someone like Mm -hmm. this another being yep 
that that just like it becomes uh it yeah so it's just like so much confliction in there really like to be to again just to not have really have any of the answers oh yeah well then you know any partnership the dog the person you know you want to accelerate your growth (laughs) have it be where you're caring and loving somebody you know what i mean it's just like it's going to show you where you're not yeah you know and so you know that's the express way to it right certainly but right. it's not the it's not also uh uh all the relief that we think that it totally. is totally <laughs> i mean you're imagining the most romanticized version of any sort of partnership right. of like oh i want all the best things from this person yes. or this animal and that's not the case yeah so, so yeah i don't know that i'm prepared for the whole spectrum of a relationship with somebody of just like yeah the gr- the good loving energy would be amazing but then i don't know that i'm capable to handle the, the the inevitable bullshit. Right. Right. How <laughs> did you amazing. See that? Did you see that Tom Hardy quote I sent you last night? Um, uh, I texted it to you guys. It sounded like a cheesy meme, but I'll read it. Oh. It says, Tom Hardy said. Oh, yeah. Uh, Being alone for a while is dangerous. It's addicting. Once you see how peaceful it is, you don't want to deal with people anymore. Wow. And I was like, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. 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 You know, that's, I said this recently to somebody in, in, and, uh, and I, I I feel like there's an addendum to make to it, but you know, um, somebody was talking about dating, and and I was saying, you know, one of my tactics is that I see all people as sick, and I also see them all as enlightened. Mm-hmm. So I see them all as more enlightened than me because they're showing me something, and I see them all as not having completely worked with their story, and so there's some sort of. Uh, dis-ease mm-hmm. within within them and so all of that is there and if you live your life like that and and date like that you know and you see it as a very <laughs> instable situation yeah <laughs> you sick. <laughs> sick bitch i love you please don't leave <laughs> you complete me you sick bitch yeah that's what we did i tell you that's what we used to call uh taking acid in ecstasy did I ever tell you that? Mm-hmm. We used to call it, I love you, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I fucking love you, but right now, yeah. you're a kaleidoscope, <laughs> so please stay over there. <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that was kind of, that was kind of apt for your, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. your journey yesterday. Yeah. I came over here and tried to hang, and it was so hot and oppressive and... <laughs> hard to breathe just in that heat and then that and that was, was the like, theme for the rest of the day yeah i know and i like thought it's interesting because i thought i wanted company and then i went back to my place and just laid in my room on the floor and was so lonely but then just like oh fuck what i can't deal to be with anybody right now yeah. but i'm lonely so it's yeah. that weird don't fuck. i love you don't touch me right like, it's so conflicting yeah oh uh. yeah. God. I know. That's why I relate to Billy so much because she's so like weird and doesn't like, she, like appreciates a certain amount of touch and then don't touch me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh she's a trip and she has shown me, she's taught me so much. Like I really changed my life since we've had her and maybe this will be an ad for <laughs> you getting a dog or not, <laughs> but it, which, you know, like I really appreciate your, um, consideration around that because uh, I wasn't ready. Yeah, necessarily for Billy. I was like, I just got the like the the kids are kind of like now in this place where they can take care of them. Totally. Yeah. And so we get Billy, and it's really to cure this ache in Lacey's heart. And Billy fulfills that, of course. And I'm, you know, now the guy who has to wake up earlier. We mm-hmm. can't go out of town or whatever. Yep. And yep. I, and and. Uh, <laughs> and in that year, Billy can really fill my energy. Mm-hmm. And she treated me differently than she treated Lacey. I mean, she fucking perked up. She's like a the embodiment of a dog boner when Lacey comes down the stairs. Just yeah. like, you know, yeah. just and can't wait to jump off the couch and, and hug her. And Lacey talks to her in this sweet way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and has a whole language that I haven't fucked with. <laughs> I don't change my voice very often, yep. which, I, you know, we've talked about being beneficial. Yes. Don't yes. talk to kids like they're kids, yeah. you know, or whatever. But uh, she has this whole other thing, and it's also where the do- oh, where Billy 
she would probably never call her the dog. I still find yeah. myself calling her the dog. You know? <laughs> totally. Um, um, but, she, you know, she was always the one that fed her as well. And yeah. I would take her for walks. And I was kind of the more disciplinarian, um, whatever. She's kind of feared me more. Sure. And then I saw that. And Lacey was always like, hey, it's the energy that you have around her. Like, she can feel that. But she possibly can feel your confliction. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that, like, I we had a dog uh, when Viana and I were still together. That, that was the same thing for Viana. I wanted to fill yeah. a dog-sized hole in the heart. <laughs> and yeah. I, this dog was so uh, just impish and, like, really just, like, scared and this whole thing. And it And it made me develop this level of contempt for her that just was like it was palpable i mean she 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 recognized that and she could see it and then you know if for for her it was or for me it was her she was some some level of mirror to me of like totally. saw myself and it's just like crazy that these Ugh. animals that were otherwise had remained wild that we somehow brought right. into our lives and that there's this weird telepathic connection yes and you know like the uh, i saw this guy driving down the street today and he's driving and he's got his his like labrador old white labrador <laughs> in the passenger seat facing you know out the, the just like their buddies yeah yeah and i'm like <laughs> and that thing where people start to look like their dogs a little bit sometimes. oh yeah I'm totally like, it's cool and then i was like oh i want to get it i want to can't wait to like start looking like a dog you know? <laughs> or, <laughs> no or shit. vice versa what would you yeah let's yeah let's hear from you listeners <laughs> what, uh, what animal <laughs> what dog would dara look like so and very mustached breed tiger thinks i look like a panda he's been telling me that i look like a skinny uh panda <laughs> um he's like no seriously um but so what i did with i took up the invitation with billy with you know at, at Lacey's suggestion i really started looking at that part of me you know and you know that had conflict around it and i started it softened me and it's created a relationship with her that now i have my own relationship with billy like sure. Lacey does yeah you know, and I am the alpha, I guess. You know, she really listens to me um, when we're out in the world and, and, and just will do anything that I say yeah. in a moment, you know, and it hasn't been from an iron fist, you know. Um, so there's a way of doing the gentling thing, but, you know, who's gentling who? Good question. <laughs> you sick bitch. <laughs> you know, what do you think? Uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to tell you, like, Tiger is doing, Tiger told me that he he's going to do um ramadan he's going to observe ramadan for a day tomorrow oh nice yeah he he learned about the muslim culture and learned about this um this time of year and he's like i want to do it for a day and he's waking up tomorrow at like 4 30 in the morning or 3 30 in the morning is the only time you can eat the day of and drink water and he's doing that then and he's going to go to school and fast for the whole day for the first time and walking to and from school uh-huh his own little <laughs> his own little historic event you yeah know? right and he said i want to learn more about he's like i'm going to meditate and i'm going to l- learn more about you know this holiday and learn more about hunger Mm. I was like, dude. Wow, that's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, no pressure. I mean, I was like, at first I'm just going like, <laughs> you know, my mind's going like, where, like, where is this coming from? You yeah, know? Like, yeah. And we did meditate last weekend when we were in Joshua Tree because of the scattered nature of our kids' minds yeah. being raised with the digital, you know? Yeah. And so one of the things I had, I had a parent teacher conference like the week before going to Joshua tree and the, and the teachers all said that he's a great human. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what a <laughs> thing to say. Tiger is a great human being. Yeah. He just can't focus kind of thing. Uh-huh. So, so I was like, well, Jesus, I've been the meditation teacher and I haven't been pushing it on him up until now. And so yeah. now this is the world saying that he could use this thing that's meant so much to me. Yeah. That he's had some practice with when he was a kid. So we had this meditation and 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 this is the week after and now he's doing this observance of Ramadan for a day. Allah Akbar. <laughs> totally. I was watching uh, yeah. Winning Time last night. Yeah. Profile yeah. more of Kareem Abdul Jabbar's uh background as a as a you know a uh well, becoming his transition a devout, into Yeah, a, transition yeah. that's the word. Yeah, yeah. And I just I got really curious and I when he goes to the mosque later on in the episode and uh I was like, God, is that what I need? Do I? And I, I know it's like it. No. I drive past the Baptist church on the way uh, to Daylu's school. Yeah, and I'm like, what if I just popped in there and like, yeah. you know, 
tried to not be committal about it. And, you know, I think depending on how pushy they would be or, you know, whatever the vibe is. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I think that's obviously where, where most people find themselves in religion is you're seeking some sort of association and some kind of meaning something deeper. And, you know, and then I even thought about almost more for a, for a uh, kind of a novelty perspective, but um, I was like, is there any, are there any Catholic churches down here? Cause up back in Buffalo, I mean, they're, they're a plenty, you know, you yeah. can see a church on every corner. And I feel like I don't see these kind of grand cath- Catholic structures, but I just, and I was like, Oh shit, Easter's coming up. Could I go to like a ceremony? Cause all that pomp and circumstance and uh, the, the very mist quasi mystical. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Just all yeah. the, the garb and all that shit. It's, it's fascinating, you know? And so yeah. I don't know. I've just been, I've been toying with that. It's also just, you know, the, the benefit of free time. I'm like, why don't I just go start going to church? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think about the, so Pema children having no background in Buddhism, um, having now changed so many people's lives and been some sort of bridge from the East to the West, um, of really being able to reach people at a gut level, living in this society, the one that she grew up in Mm -hmm. delivering this message, like her, the unique, uh, um, 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 amazingness of, of her and the fortune of her finding something like this that could reach that many people. Well, it, it seems as, um, sort of, it seems as irregular, or uh, extraordinary as like you going to the Church of Christ down here <laughs> or the Baptist place. It's sort of the same thing. Like Pema Chodron being this school teacher, like going to Buddhism when it wasn't popular is yeah. like, that's a very strange tra- transition as much as like she found something very unusual and sustaining in that. What's to say that you at the Baptist Church <laughs> Could you imagine if I became this fucking holy roller ass Baptist? Yeah. Fuck, man. It is unfortunate. Chewing gum all the time. <laughs> or having, for? Yeah, chewing, chewing gum on a Sunday and like uh, I got a little toothpick. I'm, th- I'm seeing the holy roller. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate that there is no appeal to, to that level of organized no. religion. I mean, I certainly gravitate more towards Buddhism and that kind of not having idols and not having, you know, hierarchy and not having you know fuck man just thinking about you know the the level of 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 um discrimination within it and all that just oh yeah all the bad shit but i mean you know like there's there's a kind of on core concepts and ideas within all of these religions that i think you can find some commonality and so it'd be interesting to like study it to a degree where you can kind of just miss all that fucking contemporary you know bullshit and get to the real truth of it all and see see what resonates but yeah we'll see i'll keep it posted (laughs) well i think you know, the purpose of going on any sort of uh, exploration of religion or spirituality, you know, we could say it in so many ways, but it's probably like, what can I hear at a place like this that touches me into something more than being here? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, when it becomes that like very club, like you need to go there. Yeah. You yeah. should be able to leave with the, the, you know, Christ in your heart. Yeah. Not like you have to visit a building uh, on a regular basis, but yeah. there's also just that, like that communal aspect. And, and I don't know that the, those would necessarily be my peeper people, but I can, I can hear, I just heard in my head, like somebody going, like calling me brother and like giving me a hug and it making yeah. me like cry to like, feel like you're welcomed into someone's heart. Dude. You know? Not that I have to go to church to get that, but. And there are some forms of, uh, the Muslim religion, Christianity, mm-hmm. Buddhism. There are some places where you would get that same treatment. Yeah. And that's, that's whatever religion is working for those people. And you'll yeah. find it in all those different things, which I love the, the resurgence of, of, uh, the idea that you had recently, um, of us doing a Netflix show where, yeah. we, where we travel either the globe or the country and we mm-hmm. go to different, uh, spiritual spots and, and kind of like, you know, have an experience from yeah. the mystical and the cynical perspective, you yep. know, and yep. meeting people along the way and just kind of doing that thing. You oh know? yeah. Big time. You know, humping the American dream. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If anyone, any Netflix execs out there. It, well, and the, the thing about religion too, or the thing about most of the places that, that house religion that I've experienced is that there's this same thing that I've experienced in AA which is a lot of slogan sharing, mm-hmm. a lot of 
Bible recitation, um, but not enough dropped in experience with those things. Like I had the thought the other day of like slogans. I even wrote down, it's like slogans are meant to motivate people to change, not to repeat the slogan. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It is, a, it is like a, it is a, a kind of a memorization game where you go like, yeah. oh, that's Genesis 12. You know, like it's this trivia kind of a knowledge around nothing that you've further explored. You have the base sentiment and yeah. you're not going like, you know, and that's why like I think within, within uh, spiritual debates that I think that that's really important to say, you know, when people just take the word of God yes. and be like, nope. There it is. It was written in black and white and, you know, not ever challenging it or, or being like, well, you know, let's, let's see if this is open to interpretation a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, you know, maybe I'll just go in there and challenge all their ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, any great religion, any great spiritual center would be able to handle that. Right. Right. You know, if it's worth its salt, it'd be able to handle the criticism and the question. For sure. You know, and there are places that don't allow for it. Like the religion I was raised in, with all the beauty that it gave me um, where it lacks is in originality. Mm. It's sort of like, this is the doctrine and there's no riffing. There's no like going there and like, and expounding upon ideas more kaleidoscopically. Yeah. You know? And so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we need to be able to express through things. And when we recite, like people call, um, people in like, I know that, there's a uh, there's people who can recite the Bible left and right, and uh-huh. people call those people wise. Uh-huh. Like, oh, he's so wise. He knows so much about this and that, you know. And he's he can script he can cite scripture left and right. It's yeah. like that's the mind. That's memorization. Yep. Yeah. You know. That's okay. Great. So he can pay attention enough to memorize something. But uh-huh. is he living from it? Most people who recite things that aren't theirs aren't living it yet. Right. Right. Of it's kind of like what you were talking about with your. You know, and 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 you are living this, but it's kind of that the um, the thing that you were talking about yesterday of these like almost like um, creating like a little bookmarks of time for yourself. Like you're 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 able to through your art and through Instagram sort of create these little. This is what was going on at this time, even mm-hmm. though, even though I didn't have it all together. You're, yeah, you're having an account. Yeah, <laughs> like Instagram account ability, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally, totally, that's yeah. totally what it is, and and so you're gonna be able to check in with this, but it's it's not dropped in experience yet. You're 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 reciting what's going on, right? And you're and you're hoping that this all leads to something that can make sense, and if it benefits anybody else, great, sure. But it is your life. It's almost like this uh, this journal of how you were seeing the world, how you were seeing your art, yeah. You know, and it's one of the more beautiful ways that somebody could merge commerce and that that real sentiment. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty crucial for me to to uh, to have that human element to it, because otherwise it is just selling T-shirts that like everyone's doing that. Yeah, I want to tell you how hard things are and and have that. You know, it's not a sales tactic, but it happens to help, I think, because people resonate with a brand more when they know there's a person behind it who's going through shit. Yeah. So it was a kind of a happy accident to figure that out because I was like expressing myself very fully and then then started selling socks. You know, so it was like not a, you know, like, you know, it's kind of a backwards thing. And oh, it's funny now to think about uh, the socks and the shirt and that it's just associated with wow. And it's kind of just like, like, did you hear what he said? Wow. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that, those are pretty nice socks, too. Yeah. I'll take them, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think about that, that with the use of the word wow a lot, and I'm like, it's just such a, it's it just has so many meanings to so many different people, and people often think that, the real that real fun wow is a sarcastic phrase. Right, real fun wow. Right, and that's I you know obviously do a lot largely in part nope. to my to my oh yeah oh, Jesus no oh sit on my lap oh okay. Billy sit on my lap oh my god oh god that was so like close. hopping over the cords oh my god oh so look sweet. at that you got yeah oh, this is sick, great bitch I'll take a picture everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know and that's the thing about you also and one of these these odd wealths. That we have in life, one of your odd wealths. <laughs> That's a tough word. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's got a strange T. And maybe this is going to turn into something. Odd wealths. I like it. Um, one of yours is that you really are upfront with who you are, who you've been. You talk about everything so openly, and you and one of you, 
these odd characteristics of wealth is that you don't pretend like you're in you're not in what you're in mm. like and other people will get that they'll mm-hmm. get they'll get the brunt of it yeah at times right but you are being genuine and so that's one of these things of like in life i think that people who think they know who you are do it's not any different right it's really not any different than this this right now for us we have this is what conversations feel like. This is what started this thing. Yeah. Like, it's no different. This is like, it's it's barely performative. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. The performative aspect of it is that I'm having to hold this fucking microphone Yeah, up. yeah. But right. that's about it at the moment. Right, We talk right. like this. You come over and you're in a mood or something like that. We talk just like this. Yeah, 100%. And you're always upfront about it, even in recorded form. And it's not to say everybody knows everything, but... You know, I don't think people would be surprised at this point of anything that comes up about you. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, that's good because I don't like I don't think there's any value in keeping things to yourself because there's just a the therapeutic value of being like, here's here's everything. Look at everything. And then, you know, there there's less to to feel like you need to guard or that, oh, God, if this slips out or, you know, there's any sort of worry about there being some disclosure that you weren't prepared for. I love being so straightforward and just, just utterly bare naked. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, you do it really well. And I think there's conflict around it, certainly because it rubs up against people in, in whatever way it does, but at least it's genuine. Yeah, I guess I know. And then, you know, there's nothing worse than someone smiling through hiding something. Yeah. It's really like it's it's one of these things that are it's so difficult. It's like the dummy rule that you and I talked about a few things ago where like making people at a job go, Hi, how are you? Yeah. Like uh-huh. that thing. Yep. Like I don't want to be sold. I don't want to start on a lie. Yeah. Right. Right. Like I'm starting witnessing a lie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, people gotta work and people get you know, and of course, of course. You know what I really appreciate and I've been becoming more and more appreciative of lately is uh is the the brutal honesty and truth of tattoo artists because they don't have to be hi guys come on in true you're coming in them for for their for a service yeah a lot of people i think are intimidated by just that kind of badass nature of these guys that have fucking tattoos on their face right. are gonna put a tattoo on somewhere on your body and there's just like this i i really really admire tattoo artists a lot and i just think that I have such appreciation for their that the fact that they don't have to put up with with any shit and yeah they, and they get to do what they want to do and yeah it just really yeah it reminded me of that hilarious that like uh, what's her name Cat Cat Von Cat Von D yeah Cat Von D right and and in the in the David Cho yeah. special yeah. on Hulu um, how much they're covering up their tattoos now. Oh, is that right? Sort of. I mean, I'm not saying they're they're getting tattoos covered up by other tattoos. I just mean like they're not all out on display. That outfit that she was wearing barely showed any of her tattoos, mm. and I think that that's uh, funny. And it's a it's an odd response, perhaps, to growth, because what I found with my tattoos before, uh, more recently, is that just like what I see and we've talked about this way early in the episodes, but like about the more muscles on somebody, the more they're hiding a hurt child, Mm -hmm. you know? And if we look at the core of these people who are super bulked up and, you know, there's a, there's hurt child in there. Yeah. In most cases, I'm going to say. Sure. And all the ones that I've uh, experienced, you know, and, and tattoos are sort of like that. And they were for me, they were an armor, Mm -hmm. like to say that I was tougher than I was. Yep. And I, that's why I got them. And that's why I got them on my neck the first time I could. Right. You know, it's like, right. oh, look, he can take pain in the neck. Yeah. You know, and and now they're just relics. It's a part of the story. Yeah. Do you even think twice about them at all? No. I mean, I the ones on my hand, like, it's 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 still not nice to kind of look down every once in a while and see that. But no, I don't really. Yeah. I don't. And, uh, you know, um, but Kat Von D wearing clothes now to cover up her tattoos is almost like you can't uh, undo. If you grow from the hurt that you had when you got the tattoos, you can't take the tattoos away necessarily, especially if you're a Kat Von D, but you can cover them up and say like, 
I don't want you to see this and think this is who I am. First. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I wonder if there'll ever thing. be a kind of a cultural shift out of out of tattoos, or if that'll kind of have will forever. Because there was never really like a time. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I guess there's. It's an interesting history to think about culturally. Because I mean, I think now more than ever they're accepted to a degree. Oh yeah. Like, you can still get a job with even if you have a full sleeve. So you know, accepted like, that they might be passe. Yeah, for if sure. they're headed towards passe. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's really about the person who it is that has the tattoo as opposed to the tattoo itself. Which yeah, I think that's is true. Like, there's a certain attitude. And to your point of of uh, using it using body manipulation, whether in the form of of being really bulk or having tattoos or piercings or what have you. Yeah, I can, can certainly attest to the fact that like. In two weeks from now, I'll have I'll get one more. Well, not one more, but uh, the next tattoo on my chest and uh-huh. my all but my chest. The thing that has caused me so much fucking pain. Yeah, that I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars to have modified. That has always been this source of like making me, you know, just painfully insecure. And now I'm covering it up entirely with tattoos. It is not. It's not lost on me that that is like bringing power to it while also like covering it up yeah like, it's, it's a dual thing where like right I, now when i take my shirt off i won't be like oh they're looking at my big fat puffy nipples they'll be yeah. like oh my god they're like that guy's way more tattoos than i thought he was gonna when he took his sh- shirt off yeah so yeah it's, you know it's not it's it's interesting to be able to play with your body like that totally yeah. man yeah. well and i think you know i made a joke about your chest tattoos uh recently i mean after you had gotten a new piece or you or you had a photo you had a photo taken or something and you're eating yeah, apple looking and criminal i said no looking yeah. like jailish or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I, yeah I love that i know <laughs> i was thinking it was gonna be a compliment oh, big time even yeah. at, i was like as bad as this can go is him taking it yeah, as a compliment no, because all because it's like uh because i'm because i am not that and yeah so to look like that and then to like meet me and be like, you know, you could easily, somebody could be like to see me across the, the pool or whatever and be like, that guy's scary because he has tattoos, but yeah. I'm not scary. And I don't ever, like, I don't think I carry that kind of energy. And so yeah. it's this weird kind of juxtaposition of like, I like the look of scary, but I also like being a kind, approachable person. So sure, it's just strange. Sure. It just like it just looks bad. Like I love. I've been looking at old like uh, Russian prison guy, like guys in prison. Oh, yeah. who are, like mug shots are like. Just, I think it just looks gnarly. It looks cool as shit. So, I have yeah, a cool. I have a. I have a close friend, uh, Chris Paulson, who he he, he he's largely inspired by the whole the like Russian tattooing mm-hmm. and all that. He's gone he's gone about it yeah yeah he's gotten himself all filled in really in that style yeah and uh i know about this genre strangely enough Uh you're talking about yeah there's so much story behind it and everything yeah yeah exactly well the thing is is that i feel like you know for as many tattoos as i have and as as the old guard may have looked at people with tattoos in the way that we probably wanted to be looked at Mm mm-hmm you know, at the time is like, yeah, we are, we are different, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever and sending that message. But, you know, now it's like, I feel that there's a softness and a strength in our eyes that mm-hmm. we don't, that we don't, um, take into account. Um, I got when, when Lacey and I were living in Newberry park just before moving to Ojai, um, I was at a stoplight and, this person kind of ran through the light and it's a weird thing to explain, but like the person ran through the light and they weren't, they were blocking the intersection now because they had run through a light and I was in a position where I couldn't move and I was ahead of him and he's wanting me to go somewhere I can't go to make his mistake. Mm. You know? Oh, I mean the deep shame of traffic. Uh, yeah. And he's stuck in like that, that and yeah. he's on the spot and he, and yeah. he's like, move, you yeah. know, move yelling at me and I'm just not <laughs> budging. And then, um, of course, he's going to the same grocery store as me. Like the next uh-huh. thing is like us turning into the parking lot together. And he, I get out of the car. And this is the first time I used to run from confrontations. I was not the confrontation guy. Yeah. Ran straight to fucking drugs uh-huh. over and over again. Whatever I had to do. Um, cool. Now getting out of the car, you know, I had no fear. I got out and this guy comes storming up to me. And and he's like, he's like, God damn it, you know, saying all this stuff, like marching up to me, yelling at me, uh-huh. and gets right in front of me and looks in my eyes. And I was like, are you okay? <laughs> What's the matter? 
Yeah. He's like, well, well, what's, I mean, the, the light, you know, and he starts stumbling on his thing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I, I feel like this is probably a larger um, response than is warranted. Yeah. And he started walking away. Oh, gosh. This guy with all this energy, where if I would have flinched in another direction or had any alternative motive, you know, and this is the thing of sort of like, I think what the path that, and I'm going to say you and I are on, because I think you and I do a lot of the similar work, even though mine may be more pronounced. We do a lot of the same work. And our listeners, even, who are doing this work, like, there's nothing to rub up against. Like, I know this guy was probably he, having the shittiest day of his fucking life. Yeah. And then he's on the spot, and he's just grinding through, and his daughter's pissed at him, and his, and he's, the boss is on him, and now he's just having to run out to get tampons or something. <laughs> and there's, he's put in this spot in this crunch, and I see all of that. And so when I pull into this thing, I'm nothing that can be rubbed up against. I'm just present, and there's nothing to match. And so all they can see is themselves. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, there's, it's not landing anywhere. It's just echoing, and all they can hear is their own voice yelling these echoes down the, the well of uh-huh. Jamie in this moment. Uh-huh. Of just like, I don't have this response to you. Yeah. I'm not fighting right. with you in a fucking Ralph's parking lot. <laughs> it's totally. My whole yeah. life doesn't amount to me taking a moment right now to, to dance with destiny and fuck with oh something. God, Somebody right. who's not even angry at me. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. God, yeah. yeah, you could have been a fucking traffic pole or something and you could have got out and yelled at. Such a big moment in my life. First Amazing. time I faced confrontation and then saw that, like, the energy that we bring in the eyes, it had nothing to do with my tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And he said, let's go get some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh, well, I appreciate you hanging, hanging with me here. I feel, uh, so low energy and I'm just curious as to what's going to come from this. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, it's just, uh, I got to keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, Yeah. you do. And you're seeing the beauty and you're picking up the signs and it really just is a long life that you just happen to be super present for. And all of it doesn't feel good because it just, uh, there isn't a, a designed key to fix the hole that's in us. Like we were talking about the cat-shaped hole or the dog-shaped hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a real <laughs> first on-air real fart. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's not what I wanted. I wanted top, like, yeah. top, uh, top left. <laughs> top left? Yeah, right here. <laughs> that's right by the yeah way. just filling trying to fill the dog hole dog shaped hole <laughs> and you farted on, right on billy, billy. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's the butt to butt thing isn't that in like happiness that movie or something uh butt yes. to butt yeah well there no well or there's requiem for it? a dream ass to ass with the with oh. the dildos the oh no not that. not that <laughs> no this like kid like this little it's butt to butt i don't okay, know it's some I think movie it is. yeah it's the, is one it of happiness? the probably yeah there's some weird shit going on in that well, shit, and there we are, you know? <laughs> if that's anything like life, then we're right where we, where yeah, we need to be. That's right, butt to butt. <laughs> um, what, what else can we say? Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, if anyone wants to call the hotline, 888-4-CYNIC, if you want to give me some advice, that'd be great. It's, it's the hotline is directly to me, for cynic Yeah. Yeah, somebody call me and tell me that everything's going to be okay or not okay. Uh, yeah i'd love to hear from you and, and at the start of this podcast we oh, heard yeah. from um our friend in new zealand who just traveled across the whole Top continent the on foot the whole continent country country <laughs> <laughs> continent of new zealand <laughs> that's a great way to measure our time as like our as long as we've been talking is the is the length of of the continent of new zealand <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> that's perfect <sighs> thank you for listening yep thanks so much everybody yeah. who listens appreciate absolutely. it absolutely yeah and that was amy amy in new zealand amy. with two e's part that of the two classic. e clubs yep. yeah yeah that's right <laughs> me as well oh that's right <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> two e's. we love you all thanks for love listening you.